Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking about the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear about it on the Locked On Podcast Network every day. On this edition of the podcast, which is brought to you by Lex Start Nutrition, we got a full-blown quarterback controversy. We discussed it a little bit last night, but today Mark Stoops just decided to blow it all the way up and let's just have this out. So we're going to talk that, then we're going to um, discuss some more basketball. There was uh, the top 25 AP poll came out, and we didn't get to it last night, but there were some comments on the G League from John Calipari and some of the players after the game. And then today there was a new story about a guy that was in high school last year, got a million-dollar contract from a shoe company, in part because he skipped college. So we're going to talk about all that on this edition. Um, but let's start out, Kyle. Uh, since you are the number one hoke hater of the world. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> certain people, yes. In his press conference today, Mark Stoops made it clear that he was not satisfied with the quarterback play in the past two games. And he went, didn't go as far as saying that they were going to use another quarterback or anything, but he talked about how Terry Wilson, I think the quote was, needed to pull the pin, needed to make the throws, you know, needed to do something. He discussed how he had talked to Terry and asked Terry if it was a confidence issue, and Wilson said that that was not the case. Um, he made it very clear that they were looking for some answers in the passing game. And then tonight on his coach's show, he just said it, that they're planning on using multiple quarterbacks against Missouri. Yeah, several, he said. <laughs> and, and I guess named Terry, Gunner, and Danny Clark, the third-string quarterback. That that was pretty surprising. Uh, a little strange in a big game like this, especially to go as far as like that the third guy is going to play. Um, I find that hard to believe. And if they do, and that doesn't go well, I would guess it. You go from criticism for sticking with Terry to criticism for like losing your mind and playing three different quarterbacks in a in a huge game as you try to stay in the SEC East race. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I think people that have been frustrated by the lack of passing game are probably very happy. And you know, I see nothing wrong with the idea of hey, if Terry Wilson starts this game and passing game is stalled out again, and you end up in a shootout with Missouri, give the guy that you think can throw it a little better a chance. And and I. You know, I don't begrudge that, and I have nothing. I'm not a, a Hoke hater. I, I know you're kidding, but I'm not. And some people will probably think I am. I have nothing against Gunnar Hoke. I don't know any. I, I don't know if Gunnar Hoke is better than Terry Wilson. My my whole point all along has really just been that we, and that's the, uh, all of us that aren't in that go on that coaching staff, have less information, far less information than the coaching staff does. And if they've been sticking with Terry Wilson, it's because they have. Information that says they should be sticking with Terry Wilson because, you know, 14 passes against total against uh, Central Michigan and Murray State by Gunnar Hope don't give us a whole lot, honestly. I don't I don't think. And they see practice every day for two years. So so to, along those same lines now, if, if they've seen enough between games and practice to say we need to give this other guy or other guys a shot to try to get something going in the passing game um, – then you got to trust the coaching staff that they, they, you know, know what's best. And I think they were, they've been trying to stick with Terry to see if that passing will develop because I think they see the value that he does bring. 
you know, the, the critics who say that he brings no value because of the passing numbers. He brings a lot of value in the in the running aspect and the fact that he gives he makes defenses um, respect that threat and it helps Benny Snell. But a passing game, a robust passing game, would also help Benny Snell and more balance. Obviously, would help the offense score more points. But I think it's really interesting. It's almost sort of like been an incremental thing with Stoops inching towards saying like, okay, fine, we're going to play some other guys. From the post game to the Monday morning to the Monday night coaches show, he's like shuffled his feet towards saying out loud okay we're gonna we're gonna play some of the other guys a quick note and then i'll get into some quarterback talk the also said today that if there was another kick in the vanderbilt game chance poor would have been out there to kick it he didn't really say what they were going to do in missouri but all indications appear that it will be chance poor kicking for the first time that kentucky attempts a field goal against missouri so that. And I think honestly, if you want to like talk about you know a person who should have gotten a chance sooner, I think it's probably in the kicking game. I mean that that's been very very bad and very very unreliable, and they've got a guy they they feel really good about. So yeah, it, it seemed like inevitable well, that he was he that the freshman was going to play at some point, and it, I think I think logically you can assume that they were hoping they could get where they you know, basically as close to four games left in the season as possible to save that red shirt year for him. Because if you – good kickers are hard to come by. Ask Alabama. And if you get one and you could keep them for 4.25 years, you do that. But uh, you also need to win games, and I think they've gotten to that point with the kicking game. Do you see the kickers every day, Kyle? <laughs> no, but I know that they – I know how they talk <laughs> about uh, poor. I mean, he's a guy that they know is their guy, right? Like that's – for the future, they they they've pretty well identified that. I don't think they've ever come out and said. Well, hold on. You know, Let Venice. me just say this. Um, at, to this point in the season, and you can quibble a little bit and say that it cost them in the um and M game, and maybe it did to a certain extent. But where A and M got the ball back and scored, you know, we, we, that would that would be a whole a whole kind of different argument altogether. Um, but they've gotten to this point, being six and one, and if there are five regular season games left and then a bowl game and potentially, I guess, SEC championship. And if you're in that bowl, that's a whole other road. And at that point, you know, just throw it all out the window and just go for a gusto. Right. Just you burn anything you got. Um, but if they use him in the Missouri game, the Georgia game, and then either the Tennessee or Louisville game, depending on which one they feel, you know, less confident about, then there yeah, I guess you get you, you, you got you, one you got one more you can sit him in. Yeah, that's what I, game you sure. shouldn't in theory need him against Middle Tennessee. Hopefully that game wouldn't come down to needing a field goal kick. So, you know, you can criticize Stoop for this kicker decision, but right now it looks like it could work out the way they planned and you could have poor for 4 years in addition to this season. So, I don't know, we'll see. But here's my um I'm a I'm a little bit zany. I've been called that by some people, Kyle. So we'll go conspiracy theory-esque, and let me run some things by you. What if Mark Stoops is just staying all this to just throw off Missouri? And they're just going to run. It's going to be Terry, Terry, Terry. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to run I mean, that Terry wouldn't out. surprise me. I think the other thing is, like, we, who knows, like, when, it, when Terry's going to put it all together. What if Terry Wilson comes out, starts the game, breaks a 50-yard touchdown run, they're up 7 to nothing. Missouri, you know, throws a pick six. Terry Wilson comes out and throws a deep ball to Lynn Bowden. It's, you know, 21 nothing. Do you – well, I mean, I guess at that point you can play whoever you want because you're up big. But, I mean, like, 
maybe it's not 21 nothing, but let's say the offense is moving early with Terry Wilson. Do you still execute this plan? I think you reserve the right not to. I, I certainly hope they have. He he um, Stoops said Stoops kind of said as much. He gave himself just a little bit of a wiggle room on the coach's show if you listen to the full context. He said they plan on using several quarterbacks, but he didn't say we will or anything like that. So if Terry Wilson is just lighting the world on fire, he's Lynn, not coming out. Lynn Bowden was also a quarterback in high school. Well, so was Zaire Hughes. Yeah. So, I mean, if they run a couple direct snaps to those guys and Benny Snell, you've used like five quarterbacks in a game, technically. That would be a record, I bet. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean – my guess is we'll see Gunnar. I, I would, unless they're getting blown out or blowing out, I would just be shocked if they played Danny Clark. All but right, I'm going to say something, I've, and this is I'm not going to go into detail because I'm not supposed to. They really like Danny Clark the way I understand it, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't anticipate Danny Clark being in the game, but I wouldn't be 100% shocked to see him. That's all I'm going to say. He's got a big arm, right? Like, I don't know a lot about Danny Clark, but as I understand it, he has a big arm, correct? Oh, yes. He can throw it through a brick wall. I mean, mean, that's – the thing we talked about with with Terry Wilson was like, okay, well, he's a running threat, and he can probably hit the the home run ball. But he he hasn't done the latter. You know, if you're looking to just, like, give the the passing game, you know, have the threat, right, of of, you're going to run, 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 and the threat of hitting you over the top, Maybe Danny Clark is that guy because that's the thing. I, I've another thing I haven't really talked about, but in my skepticism of the Gunnar Hoke situation, I don't think he has a big arm. Like his thing is the dink and the dunk. I, you know, can Gunnar Hoke hit home runs? And does the dink and the dunk in the passing game really help you a ton more than just sticking with Terry Wilson? So, I mean, maybe I'm talking myself into if you're going to make a switch to try to to really spice things up, it's bringing the guy with the huge arm and let your your fast receivers get vertical and get open and see if he can hit them. I don't know. I, I'm very, I'm certainly, this has turned up the intrigue for me uh, in Saturday, Saturday's game because I, I feel like we don't know what can happen. And and to your conspiracy theory, maybe that is the whole point. Well, wait a minute. A total Kyle. monkey wrench in preparation for Missouri. That leads me perfectly into my second conspiracy theory. What happened on Sunday night? What did we both attend? Uh, the blue-white scrimmage. So basketball season's here, and Mark Stoops says, not so fast, Kentucky Wildcat fans. <laughs> you you follow football just a little bit longer. I'm going to throw you some out. Obviously, that's pretty much a joke. I don't think I think Mark's- he's done that by going 6-1 uh, and one and being ranked 12. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he has done People want to be oddly be critical of the six and one twelfth ranked Kentucky football team as if that happens ever in their lifetimes. But uh, Mark Stoops has given people a lot to talk about, uh, to get excited about, to get mad about. I mean, I do I do think it speaks to the change in mentality that people are mad about a six and one team or mad about something to do with a six and one team. Um, there is no like we're just happy to be here. People have gone straight from what I heard a million times when Mark Stoops was hired at the end of the Joker, like if you can just get us a coach, we'll get us seven wins every season and make us competitive. That's all I want. Like I, I know you've heard that. I, I heard that without exaggerating. I bet at least a hundred different people 
at some point over the last couple of years of Joker Phillips said, give me a coach that will get us seven wins and almost every year and keep us competitive and I'll be pleased. That's all I want out of my football team. And historically speaking, that's, that is like a great expectation for Kentucky football. That's you're doing well. Uh, but they've jumped straight from that to like you're six and one and you're mad about something. So that's not, I mean, it, it, I'm sure it's very frustrating in some ways to Mark Stoops and we've seen him stewing on the coaches show before about that, about fans nitpicking a great start. But that also means you've elevated the expectations, raised the bar for yourself and your program and your fans are expect more. I mean, the fans are like, they want to win the, the, the East. They, they want Bama. They, we want Bama. I don't, is, and I think, is apparently the thing. Yeah, they want Bama just because they want to win the SEC. So I don't think they really yeah, nobody, want nobody, nobody wants Bama. Uh, people want Bama like they want a chainsaw to the face. It's basically the same thing this season. Uh, we're going to break down some of that G League chatter that we teased last night uh, coming up in a second. But first, I want to let you guys know about Lex Start Nutrition. You stay locked on the Cats 247, but maybe it's time to get locked on your health as well. Lex Start Nutrition and its UK grad owner are here in Central Kentucky to help you achieve your dietary goals with personalized support for weight loss, weight management, and nutrition education. While it's true that we could all use some support when attempting to resist that third quarter bag of kettle corn, Lex Start Nutrition goes beyond basic diet tips with their revolutionary leap therapy. A simple blood test allows Lex Start's Certified leap therapists to pinpoint the exact foods and ingredients that give your body the bad kind of blues. Symptoms like inflammation, sinus congestion, chronic pain, IBS, and even heartburn can be improved or eliminated by following your highly personalized leap protocol. Lexstart even accepts insurance like Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield Humana, health savings, and flex spending accounts. Visit LexStartNutrition.com or call 859 429 8935 for more information and a free 15-minute phone consultation. That's lexstartnutrition.com and Lex, get started today. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert show or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events. You can sort by price or look for the seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code LOCKED ON for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Sexy headline that came out today, Kyle, was player who skips college gets $1 million shoe contract. I don't want to say this is like deceiving to a certain extent. But I don't fully buy into uh, Basley is the name of the player and his $1 million New Balance deal that it would work for almost like a good percentage of top prospects. Yeah, I, I was really surprised. I, I was really surprised. I, I don't guess I understand what the value of that money is. Like, what is the value in well, a can, shoe company let, giving? Let me, somebody that money that has done nothing. Well, I let mean, me, it's kind of this. I don't understand. I think it's this. I think it's a multitude of things. One, look at who his agent is. Rich Paul. 
LeBron's agent, right. Anthony right. Davis's agent. This is New Balance, who apparently is going to be like try to get younger and hipper and get back into basketball. I was reading in the story, Mark Stein's story, that they hadn't had a basketball shoe since James Worthy was a Laker. So, I mean, if they want to get back into this, they need to do something so semi, just, semi-splashy, I think. And this is and something... they just signed Sidney McLaughlin, the, uh, well, the she, Kentucky su- superstar track athlete. She's not a basketball player, so she probably won't help sell basketball shoes. No, no, them, I'm just saying they're making some shoes. moves. They're that's, making yeah, some moves. That's my overall point. I think that they're trying to, like, this is a perfect storm in that I think uh, he was ranked in, like, the 25 to 26 range. Like, he was a five-star, but he wasn't the top, top player in the class. So someone else in his situation next year I don't think will get this. I think it's a combination of New Balance trying to like save money by signing somebody but still getting a ton of press because, I mean, we wouldn't be talking about this in any other instance if they had signed, I don't know, like the 10th best prospect in the draft, the NBA draft. Right. So I think that's part of it. Um, and it's weird because they're making like a big deal that he's a quote-unquote intern and he won't be playing in the G League this year. That was his initial plan, but he's just going to be training and stuff. And so it's just a weird thing overall. I don't think anything like this will probably happen going forward, but that leads us into the G League discussion. And John Calipari was asked about it after the blue-white game, and he said that the whole G League thing, which is the G League now is going to give select contracts of 125000 to a couple of uh, high school prospects, and Calipari said that this would help Kentucky. Yeah, his point was that the, he feels like the guys that would take that deal aren't the guys that go to Kentucky. The guys that go to Kentucky are doing it because they want to you know, play on the biggest stage. They want to compete against other NBA guys like every day in practice. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think it would – and he's, I think he's even said like it would elevate them, like it would help them. I mean, that's sort of his standard line. It's like anything that people go, is this going to hurt Kentucky? Cal's always puffing his chest out saying, we eat first. Kentucky eats first. It's going to help us, if anything else, which may or may not be true, but that's that's sort of his standard line. I don't think it would significantly hurt Kentucky um, because the bottom line is, like, Kentucky's his, – and his overarching point with all these things is, like, whatever rules changes come along and pluck from the top tier of talent – Whatever is left at the whatever is the new top after all those are gone, Kentucky's going to get you know half a dozen of those guys every year, four four to six of the the top whatever's left every year. And if you've taken away the guys that are ready to play in the NBA right away, then you might actually have Kentucky keep guys two or three years, and conceivably that would be a good thing for John Calipari and Kentucky. But it was also interesting. Um, you know, and credit where due, John Hale, uh, our our friend, and at the Courier Journal, I was asking most, sort of leading this discussion after the game, asking a lot of guys, but I was around for some of it, and uh, asked a follow up to Tyler Hero about this. Tyler Hero, I, I was there for, and Nick Richards, and Tyler Hero said, uh, you know, he didn't think it was going to become a viable option for a lot of top recruits going forward, uh, and and he and Nick Richards both had good explanations. Uh, Hero said, I just don't think that going to the G league is something I would do. Uh, might as well come to college, have a good experience, build your brand, be able to play in front of thousands and thousands of people. And I said, that's kind of the, the sticking point, right? Like that in the G league, you're off the radar. And he said, yeah, I just don't think at the end of the day, you want to give that up when he said, March madness is the biggest stage is the biggest stage as it gets. And personally, I wouldn't want to pass that up when you're at Kentucky you're front and center. And if you're a star at Kentucky, 
before you ever become a pro, you have a, a name, right? Like everybody knew who Anthony Davis and so many of John Wall, all these guys that become stars in college. You cannot argue that if you go to the G League, while you will be getting your 125 grand, which is really nothing in the scheme of some of these top players, what they're going to earn up six months later, you cannot argue that if you go to the G League, you're going to be on the same kind of stage. Even if they try to get more games on TV, even if they do whatever gimmick, the G League ain't ever going to be college basketball in terms of if you go play at a blue-blooded program and are on every single night on national TV with you know fans frothing at the mouth in these full arenas. You're not going to recreate anything like the NCAA tournament where guys become stars. Um, I think that's a really good point and a, and a huge point in favor of even if it's just one year in college. Um, Nick Richards said, it was, you know, somebody said, if you could have done it, would you have done it? He said, no, I don't think so. He said, the G League, it's a developmental league, but they treat each other like professionals. So if you're not ready, you're not ready, and they're just going to send you down to the bench and not really care about you. In college, they actually try to develop and actually care about the kids instead of someone just giving you a little bit of money and later on you never know what's going to happen to you. I, I thought, and also, that illustrates how much better Nick Richards is as an interview. He's just way, way, way more thoughtful, more talkative. He has a lot more to say this year. I think he feels more comfortable talking, but I thought that was a really good um, answer as well. Like, Kind of like, look, is a $125,000 check and them being able to say, if you stink, like, peace out, you got no college credits and you've, you know, you're gone because it's a business. Is that really worth it? Or a guy like Nick, who it turned out, even though he was a seven foot McDonald's all American, he was not ready not to be a pro. He wasn't ready to be a college player, you know, and now he's, he got a year to, you know, learn through his mistakes and he looks great now and is probably going to have a big year as a sophomore in college. You know, if you, if you make that mistake thinking you're ready and you're not going into the G league, you just get chewed up and spit out. So there are some, I think very strong points from those guys about why that is maybe not going to become the super popular option for players. Yeah, and that's just a weird dynamic overall. If you are on a G League team, you're probably playing with a bunch of older dudes, and there would I would imagine there would be some resentment because you're going to be the highest paid guy on the team unless a lottery pick is down there by a mile. <laughs> yeah, unless like a lottery pick's down there getting some work in or something along those lines. Also, the travel sucks. I mean, I I, I was listening to some people and they yes. talk about how you know it's all commercial, it's all it buses a lot of the time and those kind of things. So it's minor league. Basketball, just like we would, if you would think about minor league baseball, it's pretty similar the way I understand it. Kentucky, you're flying private. You have everything first class, and you're not worrying about anything like that. So they'd have to probably raise it more. And people also point out that you could, if you take that G League contract, you can get something that Basley took with New Balance if you're a hot commodity, a la if you were Zion Williamson, you would make a, you would get million dollar contracts and promotions and those kind of things. But for him, like you said, Kyle, even if you're that big of a star, and I like a Zion Williamson level star, those only come five every five years or so. I bet, like, if you're really going to be truthful, and you know that, so this just seems like another step where the NBA is just like, oh, we're trying, guys, as opposed to just, hey, why don't you just change the freaking rule? And then with this one and done discussion, we don't have to keep chasing our tails. Yeah, this is this this feels very much like a half measure. Um, I just, I, I it doesn't doesn't move me much. Doesn't strike me as something that's gonna like sweep college basketball and make a make a big dent in their talent pool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I think 
I think we're just kind of biding time and kicking weird ideas down the road until they can get this solved and, and end the one and done thing and, and let guys go straight out of high school and figure out the best way to do that without wrecking a bunch of kids' lives who weren't ready to go. So it seems like this thing's going to kind of drag on for two or three more years and then maybe we'll have some resolution. And I imagine there's going to be some sad, sad stories of delusional guys or guys who got bad advice nonetheless. Yep. Um, coming up next, we are going to talk about the AP Top 25 basketball poll and let you guys know when you will be able to watch Kentucky-Georgia football in two weeks. But first, I want to let you guys know about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Tonight, I was in the station. And here at the station, we just have regular cable. We don't have NBA TV. Lucky for me, I have Sling TV and have NBA TV available, so I was able to check out the Boston-Orlando game later on after we wrap up this podcast and we'll watch some more Lakers action because that's always exciting. There might be another fight. Who knows? Um, but with Sling TV, that's the best way to co- watch college football and a bunch of other sports. 30 bucks a month gets you ESPN, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and a lot more. Stream on your big screen and on all your favorite devices, your phone, your computer, your tablet, anything. Sling TV gives you the TV you love, only better. There's no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. You can cancel anytime. As I tell you, every every time I do this read, you can also upgrade and downgrade, add some channels, and take away some channels when you stop using them. Right now, Locked On listeners can get a free seven-day trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Go get that free trial at sling.com slash locked on. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Kyle, surprised that Kentucky was number two, or is that what you expected in the AP poll? I thought they might be number one, but I mean, the, the team that was Kansas is, uh, you know, was the was the other choice there to me. I mean, they they've got a they got a lot of horses as well. No, I, I think two's probably about right. One or two was. I think if they'd been any lower than that, would have been a big shock. But uh, you know, now. At least rankings-wise, we know where things are set for the Champions Classic, and once again, it is a, an absurd field to to start the season under one roof. It's going to be number one Kansas against number ten Michigan State in the early game, and number two Kentucky against number four Duke in the late game. And then when you look at Kentucky's schedule, they'll play number four Duke right out of the gate. Later in January, they'll play number one Kansas. They play number six Tennessee twice. Number eight North Carolina in the CBS Sports Classic, number 11, Auburn twice, number 18, Mississippi State twice, uh, number 23, LSU once. So they'll have 10 games against the top 25 and seven games against the preseason top 11. That's a really good schedule. <laughs> it's a really tough schedule. Kentucky is not going to go 40-0. and I'm going to make that bold prediction, but I think they'll be really well prepared for March this is a really good Kentucky team. It's going to win a lot more than it loses, but I think they'll they'll get challenged by some really other other really good and veteran teams. I think this is going to be one of the most fun Kentucky basketball seasons uh, of the time I've been covering them since 2011. And um, you know, by the time they get to March, they will have seen just about everything. I mean, they'll seen just about all every. Uh, other contender, you know, I mean, that's the other thing. They, they will have some experience against a bunch of other final four contenders before they even get to March. Five SEC teams in the top 25 as Kyle ran through, obviously the ones that Kentucky will play 
Um, Tennessee, Auburn, Mississippi State, and LSU and Kentucky, five. That's really impressive. The conference is going to be very, very good this year in addition to those. Also, quick note, Jonte Porter tore his ACL and MCL. I'm very upset about that, Kyle. Told you how awesome he was to interview at SEC Media Days. That sucks for him, and it sucks for the SEC overall. Just wanted to mention that when you're looking forward to the SEC basketball schedule. You might have seen a note today that John Calipari was at the Louisville tip-off luncheon, and as he was leaving, he mentioned in passing, Kyle, and I'm sure this was an accident, that he was going to Minnesota to recruit. Uh, We are going to talk about who he was recruiting on the next edition of the podcast with Evan Daniels, so be sure to be subscribed so you don't miss our conversation with Evan Daniels. Until then, follow me on Twitter. It'll really hurt if you miss it. (laughs) Are you proud of yourself? I'm proud of myself. Okay. Don't hurt yourself. Listen to the next podcast to find out who John Calipari is recruiting in Minnesota. Until then, you can follow Locked On Kentucky on Twitter at Locked On UK. Find Locked On Kentucky on Facebook. Follow Kyle Tucker on Twitter at Super Clever Guy or at Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. You can follow me at Curtis Birch, B U R C H. Thanks again to Lex Start Nutrition. That's L-E-X Start Nutrition. Be sure to check out their website, LexStartNutrition.com. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Kentucky. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.